Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today is that episode that we would hope we wouldn't have to record, at least topic-wise, because we wanted to be really happy today and say that we're moving on. But we're actually super proud of the effort the guys put out yesterday because it's not easy to play like that in the altitude and... It was complete night and day from the game that we played back in June, I believe, uh, over at Colorado. So hats off to the guys. They did well. And I'm really looking forward to hearing um, all that Sharon has to tell us because she was there when they came back today in Sacramento, literally just like two hours ago. So let's go ahead and introduce Sharon and Jared. First, let's go to you, Sharon, since you're probably fresh from coming from the airport, right? How's it going? Well, sort of, yeah. You know, there was just a handful of players that were on the second flight. I believe most of the players were on the first flight, but we were able to see Coach Kane and and Carlos. Um, and I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. I had a great earlier part of the day. Um, talk about it in Galazos of Gratitude. Um, it's just, you know, we always hope for our own squads. Doesn't matter what sport you follow. You just really hope that your own personal team that you've grown to love will just continue on and on and on. But, you know, they had a great season. We are going to talk a teeny bit about that today. And I'll just toss it to Jared at this point. Well, I mean, the weekend could have definitely been better, of course, but, uh, you know, just like Sharon said, I mean, they're totally proud of of the boys, what they've done all this year. It has been a hellacious year. So really nothing to hang our heads over. How about, uh, yeah, well, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about it as we uh, go further on the episode. How about you, Luis? Yeah, I'm doing a, a little bit better. And we all know these are the rules of the sport, right? I mean, you can't always win. And as much as things look like they're good, you know, sometimes it just don't happen. But it doesn't mean that the team is terrible or anything. It just means that, you know, they, they put effort out there. And that's what I always, always say, right, is that if you put the effort I don't care if you don't win, but at least show that you wanted to win. And if you lose, let it be a match where we could have said, hey, we could have gone the win. And that's what we said in this last match yesterday. And that's what I'll be proud to say that the team actually did throughout the whole season. And I don't think we ever had a season where you could say that every single loss that we had could have been a win. There was no game where we had a loss and the team put zero effort to it and they had no opportunities where we were just blanked out. And that's something that we should be proud of. And we should hope that for the next season, I know it's going to be tough, but it would be really nice if we could keep most of the guys that we currently have. And, you know, if we lose any other guys, please let it be at most maybe three, but let's try to keep most of that starting lineup if, if possible is what I would ask for Kevin and, the rest of the team to really put a focus on, <laughs> but we'll surely see new guys, of course, as we do every season, but I'm sure they're going to do their best to try to keep as many as, as they can. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to Golossos of Gratitude and let's go ahead and start with you, Jared, this time. What, what do you have? Well, de- the b- biggest Golossos of Gratitude goes to, to everyone uh, with the Republic FC, the players, the staff, uh, the fans, the own- ownership, this has been an amazing year compared to 2021. I mean, Kevin Nagel definitely came through on his promise on investing more in the team, which was greatly needed and very much appreciated. Uh, did things go our way all, all the time? Of course not. But they, like you said, Luis, they put in the effort, they put in the work, 
they left it all on the pitch. And that's really all we can ask for. I mean, if it results in getting a championship, great. If not, I mean, I'm just glad to, to be able to see them produce uh, on, on the pitch. And of course, you know, reach out to the community uh, af- after the whistle. So that's really just, you know, that, there's nothing to hang our heads over. This has been a great year. We're, we're going to have years like this. We're going to have better years. And I'm hoping next year will be even better than, than this year, which, you know, it's just a, a matter of constant improvement. We can always do better and, and we do do better. So definitely uh, very grateful for, for everyone in the Republic of C and also big uh, glasses of gratitude both to uh, Luis and Sharon this year. I mean, just they, uh, you two have made this a spectacular year on the, on the fan side of it. I mean, first of all, with, with my birthday in March, uh, being able to see, you know, watch us bring home the win on my birthday. And of course, you know, everything else we we've done this year. I mean, the, the trips to Monterey have, uh, we've talked uh, in, in by way of Las Vegas, um, Orlando trip, uh, it, even without the win, it was still a great time with, with you both out there. So big loss of gratitude to, to both of you. I mean, you, you've made this year even more worth it. That's funny, Jared. That was one of my glasses of gratitude as well, you know, to be able to hang out with you guys and our rotation players as needed uh, throughout throughout this whole season with the, you know, talking about the Republic and doing some an, an analytics about this, the squad and, you know, watching our emotions go up and down throughout the season. And then, you know, we've become closer as friends, just having gone through all of this together and all of this with our expanded circle of friends we've got we've gained so many wonderful friends throughout this process this year with the broadcast friends from you know that work for the republic that play for the republic and friends that are fans right alongside us at the republic i don't I, i've deepened so many relationships just because of this podcast so you know thank you to both of you on on that note but let's go to um something a little bit special you know you talked a little bit earlier Luis about greeting the team at the airport we missed the big slug of players at 1 p.m because and I'll tell you why why I missed it but I got to give a shout out to William Lamb and Alicia and Ryan Strange for being there for the second slug of players even though you know it's a small group I think it was Carlos Faraday Dougie and uh, Rafa and Tiago I believe that was the the group that came second, plus some of the staff, Katie, Luke, uh, Coach Kane, um, the athletic trainer, you know, the the head athletic trainer. Uh, so it was, you know, it was delightful to be able to welcome them home. Stephen Ali was supposed to be on that flight, but rumor has it that, and I got to give him a gloss of gratitude for helping me know when these flights are coming in because he and I, I have a, a little bit of a special rapport so that I can find out, you know, a little detail of to kind of make it a surprise for the players. But anyhow, I kind of wish I could have been there at one o'clock. Other Galazzo gratitude, Felipe Martin, a friend of mine. I just met him this year, owns this beautiful winery and event center in the heart of this gorgeous countryside just north of me like 14 miles north of me if if that many miles it was probably closer as the crow, crow flies expansive grounds babbling brook hillsides green you know big huge buildings it's just fabulous location and he said texted me last night he goes hey come to sunday brunch it's really fun it's the halloween sunday brunch 
you and your friends, just let me know how many. And I was like, what? So we had this bottomless mimosa Sunday brunch that was off the chart good, dancing, food, three courses, everything just taken care of. I felt like I was just like in cloud nine, which is why I missed the one o'clock welcome back party. So I got to give a huge shout out to Felipe for letting me come and bring my friends on him. We didn't have to spend a dime. You know, we tipped heavily. Of course, my friends, Craig and Galen, they ended up signing up as members of the wine club. But, you know, I've got to thank Tina, Jessica, Sharon, Craig and Galen for coming to this at the last moment, just last minute texting. Hey, guys, you want to join me? And they were all like, yeah, sure. Count us in. Great party. I would highly recommend it to anybody if you want, you know, to go to their Sunday brunches. Their last one for the season is this. I think it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Anyhow, look on the, this place is off the chain. Wolf Heights, go there. Big, huge shout out. Thank you, everybody. And uh, Luis, what about you? Wolves are really great. I'm I'm really glad that they did that. And that's worth missing a flight. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) That sounds like it's definitely worth worth it too. So first one goes out to the team. I know we we mentioned already a couple of times, but I mean they gave us a really memorable season, regardless of the fact that no silverware was won. I think this is a season to remember in the history books, right? Especially with the cup final, um, with is having a team that was just built for the season. You never really expect too much of a brand new team like that. Right. And I know a lot of money was spent and all that, but it's never easy to have a solid team when even if you spend a lot of money. Right. And we've seen big clubs in Europe, like just crank out a bunch of cash, how these players that get paid so much. But at the end of the day, there's no chemistry. They don't really get too far. There's no memorable moments. But this team proved otherwise. And nothing makes me happier than having a team that just like hit it off really well. Good chemistry. And, you know, we saw it out there on the pitch. Next one goes out to you, Sharon, and also everyone else who went with you to greet the team, even though, you know, yes, it was the second round of lights <laughs> and not as many. It was still really cool. And I know you organized it like literally last night, right after the game. And I'm really glad that everything was mobilized really well. And you and the others were able to um, be there right there. I'm sure the players really appreciated that because it's not always expected that you actually get to see any fans, especially after being eliminated. So um, I'm sure they they really were happy to see you all there. Also, another colossal gratitude to each and every one of you who's listened to any of our episodes, even if you've just listened to one episode or this is like your first one that you listened to because we recently just passed the 10,000 listen mark on the podcast. And the podcast is actually going to officially turn two years old from the first episode that we posted, not counting the trailer, on November 1st. So this Tuesday is the podcast birthday. And, you know, we haven't been podcasting for two years yet. I mean, in two days, it'll be two years, but we've already passed the 10,000 listener mark. So thank you so much to everyone. We really appreciate it. And, you know, here's to continuing to grow and to give you all more content, especially in the off season. We have a lot of plans there as well. So there we have it. So, you know, Luis, you you made me think of something when you talked about the team's chemistry. And those are really, really good glosses of gratitude. That was awesome. 
Um, when you speak of the team's chemistry, there's a mastermind behind all that. You know, number one, of course, Todd and Kevin Nagel for making sure that we have them. But it was Mark Briggs who probably told the guys, this is how it's going to be. This is how you're going to treat each other. And we're going to continue to do things, you know, that do bring ourselves together and do create that bond and that chemistry. So big shout out to Mark for figuring that out, because obviously He's played at clubs and he's seen clubs where the, you know, let's face it. Sometimes you don't even have the best players, but if you have chemistry and they're willing to like fall on the sword mm-hmm. for each other, you can win matches like nobody's business. You know, you get a couple good sparks here and there. And, you know, when the guys get to know each other and they understand, like when we saw, um, when, when we saw uh, Malik Foster with that up back through, the guys, the chemistry, knowing mm-hmm. that that's when they were going to spring him. And did you see Keko tried to do it again, yeah. uh, springing Malik Foster? I mean, that's chemistry. And and that literally is respect and learning about making each other better. Mark understands that. No, you can't have that. Sorry. <laughs> he was, sorry, edit. And, you know, Mark understands how to build that chemistry. So they, they do play for each other. And... So I got to give huge shout out, lots of gratitude to to Mark for pulling it together. And these guys were good players. You know, they, it were, it's not like they, they were not, they were all like incredible players, all of them. Um, and just a little side note today, I spoke Spanish to Dougie when he came back and he looked at me, his head snapped back and he goes, you speak Spanish. And he's, you know, he says, <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, un poquito. And so he was like, he was so appreciative because I was I was able to tell him the reason why we couldn't come at one o'clock and that had they had I had everything been different and they came back earlier that he would have been you know I would have invited everybody to the brunch <laughs> so anyhow there's that just wanted to make sure we got a shout out to Mark um, he's just incredible Mark Briggs yeah I'm glad you mentioned that too and I hope we do everything we can to keep him one more season at least and. I have a feeling he he'll want to stay at least one more season, right? Not that he wouldn't want to stay forever with us, because realistically he'll have offers from other teams and whatnot. But after just having such an incredible season like this one, I feel like he'll want to just be with us another season because he feels like, hey, there's something there. I think we're working towards, you know, getting that trophy next year. But you know, it's like if he leaves, we have to start all over again with a new coach and all that. So please, Kevin. Do everything you can to keep Coach Mark Briggs. Don't let him go. <laughs> I, I think both Jared and I feel the same way about, about that. You know, I mean, right now the dude could probably even go to Europe if he wanted to. I mean, his little poor little team in Europe is probably not doing so well. Anyhow, I know we want to talk about the, the match last night, and I don't want to belabor the fact that we didn't move on, but... um I predicted the wrong side winning. I had the scoreline right, just the wrong team. Me too. <laughs> I know. We could have gone. Yeah, uh, we I were know. so close. We were, we were close so though. <laughs> Although I did, I did win the fact that it wasn't regulation. I said it was going to go to extra time, and I predicted what the score was going to be at extra time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. You, you did so. The, the, there's, there's that. <laughs> Um, and there, there are a lot of points given, and we'll kind of dive into the the podcast winner dinner contest here after we go through this. But it, it was a good one, yeah, definitely one that will continue to repeat in future seasons too. But 
you know, looking at the game, like we said, it wasn't going to be a, a easy game and whatnot, but completely different, right? One one could say, oh, because they didn't have Haji Berry or because we were already kind of acclimated to it because we had already played there earlier in the season. But to start the game off, there was no other better way for us than to get the first goal. And I feel like that was key in this match is getting that first goal because if we would have gone down in the result line, I don't know what would have happened, but gotta say in this first goal i mean major props to dan casey which by the way he was celebrating his birthday as well right so heck i know he didn't get a goal but getting an assist like this is quite an amazing feat so uh, that's a pretty good gift as well um but i mean he saw roro gain into place he put a long ball to him and then roro finished in roro fashion right chipping the ball over the goalkeeper and giving us quite a really nice goal, especially for it being the last goal that we have this season, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny in our little chat, somebody typed the word Panenka. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there's there are a couple guys on our squad that know how how to chip the chip the goalkeeper. It was a little scary because you know when it's that slow and off speed, you have no idea if it's even gonna go in, you know. But then to to see to see Roro class class act, he is so smart. That man, he sees things that other people don't see. He sees opportunities and all that other stuff. Uh, back to you, Jared. What do you think of this cunning? Yeah. Well, even though we didn't know it at the time that it would be the the last goal for Republic FC the season, I mean, it's just uh, iconic that it ends in a panenka. I mean that the one type of goal that sent us to the open cup final and we draw to a close would have been great if we had a couple more goals. And of course we'd be talking different about the match, but still, I mean, this is just an amazing goal by, by Roro spot. It took the opportunity, spotted what he needed to do and was able to pull through it. Got it way above the, the goalkeeper's head and just had it just chip in into the net. So it's a fitting goal and a great goal on that. And Dan Casey, you know, you said it, he needs to just be super proud of the fact that he helped set that goal up. You know, these guys have come so far, all of them together as a team. They've just come so far. But I'll tell you what, I'm pissed at one of our former players. I'm pissed at Matt Mahoney for doing what he did last night and playing so freaking well. It's mm. like, go away, Matt Mahoney. We love you so much, but last night we didn't want you on the field. <laughs> and you were responsible for their good defense. You know, let's face it, Matt was stout and their keeper was stout because there were there were some opportunities that we had that were incredible. And, you know, they're... <sighs> I will have to say, Danny Vidiolo came up with some saves. It w- Yes. Yes. Danny yes, Odo. he did. Yeah. Even though he missed the one that kind of got behind <laughs> um, uh, Duke. But I'll tell you what, after that, you know, you could tell that he was down for the, you know, he was down for making sure that nothing, nothing else was magic on their end. I mean, he had that PK stop. Right. Which, yes. Let's talk about that one. That was oh, quite, quite a stop from him too. And you know, had he not stopped it, it would have been a whole different game. So on the ESPN Plus broadcast, did they talk at all about how he stepped a little bit offline during uh, before the the player touched the the ball? Was there any discussion of that? Because uh, 
Adam and uh, Rob McAllister talked a little bit about that. Yeah, as far as ESPN Plus, I wasn't sure. I, mean, I was actually listening uh, by way of the uh, Fox 40 app, which uh, right. I know some Rob folks. And Adam, yeah. Yeah. I know some folks were complaining about the straight up ESPN Plus feed because there was someone apparently by the press box that was just constantly yelling and screaming and everything like that. So that's why I, I was just glad to be able to watch by way of the Fox 40 app. But ESPN Plus, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either, too. I watched that on Fox 40 this time. I was thankful I did because <laughs> I I think I know who they were referring to because they there was a camera that was really close to a couple of the fans. And I don't know if you guys noticed, right? They kept showing a lady and then a young guy in the crowd. And they seemed like they were pretty vocal. So I'm pretty sure that they were the ones that were being captured by there because I guess the camera is like right there, literally probably in the first row. <laughs> so kind of a, a weird setup there. But yeah, maybe it's done intentional. Could be <laughs> for ESPN Plus, but yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that. But yeah, like I said, it, it was a good save by Danny and in a really a doubtful PK, in my opinion, too. I don't know what you guys thought. I, I didn't go back to the group chat because I know I was pretty like mad at the time being before, of course, the, the shot happened there. But if you go back and look at the replay, it was outside the line. And from what they were saying, the announcers, it seemed like it was the linesman who called it. The referee was not even going to call it at all. But the linesman called it. And that's a little worrisome because if you're the linesman, you should be following the ball pretty closely. You should have seen that. You had the perfect angle to see that it was right outside the box, not inside. So luckily Danny stopped it. But had he not, he would have been pretty pissed off right now. <laughs> Especially if it meant that goal kicked us out. I mean... That would have been horrible. And one thing I forgot to uh, point out uh, earlier, too. So not only did we see Roro score the last goal this season, but he also scored the first goal this season back in our first game at home against El Paso. If you all remember before the first half ended, PK shot, Roro scores. So Roro officially started the season for us and then ended the season for us scoring. So a nice little fact there. Well, moving on to the goal we get scored on, it was in the 37th minute that it happened. And the guy who ends up ultimately scoring it, I mean, he had all the space, right? He pulls the shot. And unfortunately, there is a deflection. I mean, a really slight deflection right there by Keiko. And that's that's what prevents Danny from saving it, I think. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things inevitable because... I mean, you got to be there. You got to try and block the ball. But sometimes you just help your opponent get more speed on the shot. <laughs> and I don't know how you guys felt, but after seeing this goal, I was like, we got to be focused. It, it's pretty rough being tied so quickly, especially after you've been winning and with the altitude and with all the, you know, things going on around the stadium and the, cr the, the crowd started to get a little bit louder and whatnot. It just seemed like it was a difficult time for the team right after we got scored on, right? Because the other team has the momentum and now you well, got focused, right? Yeah. And, you know, to that point, when we scored, we really, you could see that you could see our confidence going up and you could see that hope that we all felt that there's a possibility we could do this. You know, we can do this. But I will have to say, you know, the defense did break down a little bit grateful that Keko made his run back you mm -hmm. don't always see these guys you know that are normally up in the attack 
but Mark must have told the guys, everyone is responsible for everything. You know, if you can make the run back, everybody has to help. Everyone has to pitch in because it's a huge field. It's artificial. The ball moves fast and we have to match the speed of the ball. So when this play was made, you know, on one side and then it switched, um, you know, it switched sides and and then it ended up on, on Kecko's side and a free runner, so to speak. And who knows whose market was supposed to be. I mean, that's Jack Gurr's side, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he was he was also tracking back. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm still glad that, you know, Kecko, even if the ball may have slightly deflected, I don't know. I didn't see that. I just, you know, I was I was glad to see that there was a a tracking back on on defense for that for that matter. And I know you had just moved forward to the second goal that they scored on us. <laughs> oh no, to, to the uh, the Danny V run. Remember where he runs outside and then oh, he kind yeah. of slipped. I mean, he he was so close to making a mistake. I I was starting to get vibes to the New Mexico game. If you guys remember when he came out and then he kind of came out a little bit too late. <laughs> but Dan was there to save us. I mean, thank you so much to Dan because that would have been a goal right there. It was going right right in that direction. I don't know how you guys felt, but I almost got a heart attack after I saw that. I was like, oh, no, they're going to score right now because, <laughs> you know, the guy had an open net basically at that point. Right. I mean, lucky for us, Dan was there, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you get an own goal by your guy because, you know, you're trying to reflect it out. And luckily for him, he managed to get the ball at a good angle and, <laughs> and not do an own goal. Right. I don't know. We, we've had some goals against us in that in that matter. Uh <laughs> Uh, gee, who, who is it that I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah, Bobby Shuttleworth. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I, I was just yelling at my screen when I, when I saw this happening. It's like, Danny WTF. But, you know, he, he, he vindicates himself, uh, of course. I just wish he wouldn't really gamble the dice that, like that. It's just too, too freaking close. Should he have even come out? I feel like he probably like came out way too early. Right. I feel like we had coverage. You know, that's they only they know the answer to that. It could be that because maybe coach early in the match said, Danny, you're not going to always have coverage. So if it looks like a one one on one or close to one on one, you need to you need to come out because the players, let's face it, it's still going to be an altitude affected match. And. Danny's going to have to do a lot more covering and a lot more running himself. He can't always count on his defenders swarming back if they have a breakaway. So I don't know. I don't know what, you know, the whole entire conversation was as far as strategy, um, if they were in that situation. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we got lucky that time. So let's go on moving on to towards the end of the match when we thought, oh, you know, is there a chance? Is there a chance? Could we win it in regulation? And the answer to that is no. Yeah. So it took it to extra time. All they needed was um, basically six minutes, right? It happens in the 96th minute. Same guy that scored the first goal, Galena, which I mean, we knew the guy had speed, right? I mean, the, the guy had similar speed to like Malik Foster and he did it again, right? He outran our defenders, which I mean, I got to say, it was to be expected. Extra time. They've been playing 90-plus minutes. You got tired legs out there. These things happen in extra time, right? I mean, you can't you can't fault anyone, I think, in this goal. Due to the circumstance of when it was going on, I feel like Duke was just, you know, he was not fast because he was tired. 
Galena definitely got a step on Duke, um, which is rare because Duke is fast. Um, but he he definitely got a, a step on him, you know, and and that's and that's tough because Duke prides himself on you know his speed and capability that way. And they're all trying so hard to work work back. I, you know, this is just a good goal. At the end of the day, it was a good goal. It was well placed. Um, hard for Danny Vidiolo to to make a stop. I think he got a touch on it. I think his hands were there. But I, you know, before this match, my wish was that they could concentrate hard in the altitude when they're tired for at least 90 minutes. Well, they did, but this was 90 plus, you know, this was, this is well in. And so the concentration is harder when you start moving into extra time because you're, you're thinking about the two 15 minute, you know, periods and you still have to keep going. And do you leave it all out there? And can your fellas leave it all out there? Can the teammates, and how are the subs going to be effective? You know, so there's a lot going on, you know, in the guy's minds, you know, they granted, they still have to play their role and they have to play their position, but Hey, it, it ended up this way. I think we, we had opportunities. Uh, we, we could have scored more, definitely could have scored more. There were so many gasp. Oh my goodness. That was so close. And Jack Gurr, the sitter that he, um, but when you listen to Adam and Rob talk about it, I don't think he was expecting it to fall right there. And literally he had to pull the trigger. I mean, he didn't have but a second to think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though it was a sitter, you know, just it, it ended up the way it ended up. Yeah. Dami, he definitely think, wasn't. No. Yeah. And then Dami also had a nice chance. Um, all the guys, they all had nice chances. Just the, they weren't lucky. Yeah. So that that's why I say that even though we got scored on, it wasn't like the team like was completely down. I mean, they were trying to get that equalizing goal through the rest of the extra time. I mean, there was no moment where they just kind of gave up and were like, yeah, we, we just can't. And given the circumstances, we keep saying it over and over again, right? But the altitude and whatnot, that, that just means more than had it just been a game, say, at SAC, right? Because we would have been like, all right, you know, you're at home and all this and that. No, you're facing other issues too, right? So. I think it's more valuable to be you that know, it's way. Even, so. It's so funny. Mark Mark uh, Briggs was interviewed and he said he's not going to let any of those reasons. He doesn't want anybody to talk about the altitude or the this or the flight or the you know tired or the rain or the weather or the cold. He says none of those are going to be any reason to say we didn't do this or we didn't do that or we can't do this or we can't do that. He basically said none of that. If I hear one peep, of any of those conditions externally he said he was going to fine the players they were going to be fine if they even any of them spoke about that so if you get a chance even though you know time has passed listen to the last interview with mark briggs it was uh it was pretty it was pretty powerful it was a good one yeah i i heard a little bit of it too and it's good right i mean because there's a different time it's not regular season it's playoff time so (laughs) There really should be no excuses, right? It's today or there's no tomorrow. And so I'm glad that the guys didn't give that excuse, right? And I'm sure he leaves proud of the team because they gave it their all, because they gave their effort out there. And you know what? You win, you lose. And one team had to win. 
one team had to win. It's interesting. I think he, the more people who could, you know, who can send a message and just let Mark, uh, you know, how much we appreciate him and the squad. I think the the better. I mean, they were right away Sac Republic. It was almost like they had it up ready in queue. You know, the thank you note to the fans that they posted on social media mm-hmm. and also sent to some of our emails. It was fabulous. I just don't want interaction to be over, you guys. You know, the season is over, but it's like, can we just have one more party? You know, can we just have one more function? <laughs> can we just go to Pizza on Arden one more time and just kind of go hang out? I'm, that's the part I'm not done with. And, you know, I, I hope the club knows that that that's important to us. I know that they're going to have their own Halloween party tomorrow, you know, and the players in the, um, you know, the front office staff will get together and have a good time and drink beer and eat whatever they're going to eat. <laughs> but I, I, I honestly wish that we could have one more bite of the apple, you know, and just kind of, I'm just, I, I don't know about you guys. I live so close. If they hosted one more, just like give us one more opportunity. Let's hang out together. We've come to know mm-hmm. and love the squad, the front office, the you know, the staff of the of the team, and then each other. It's like I'm just not done. I'm not ready. Like they could probably do something for Thanksgiving, right? Like a fansgiving appreciation <laughs> or something. Fun? That would yeah. be so much fun. But by that time, you know, that that's like almost a month away. Um, a lot of the players will have made their way you know, to their homes, their regular homes, if they choose to go. Um, some will stay because they can work and stay local for next season. But here's the other thing that I wanted to bring up before we close out, you know, talking about the team. I really hope that they let us know quickly who they're keeping, what's happening to Emil Cuello. You know, it's mm. like, I want to know that they're keeping our squad, that they're that they have found a way to keep everybody, you know, the, I just want to know soon. I don't want to wait until January and hear a bird dropping here. Or a, I just, I don't know. I just need confidence to know that we're going to go in with what we came away, you know, from this season with. Yeah. It would definitely be great to hear if, if we're keeping the majority of the core, but of course, as we know, this is second division uh, soccer yeah, it's nature of the business for some names to disappear, ones that we don't agree with disappearing. But, but yeah, I mean, to have some kind of interaction uh, during the offseason. I know we're going to have to wait until December or January for the schedule. But, you know, like, yeah, I mean, any news we can get would definitely be most appreciated as far as who we're keeping on, any changes uh, to the club or anything like that going for 2023. I mean, we should be very thankful that, uh, of course, we have a even a venue to go see games in 2023 with. They're not so fortunate here in Phoenix because because of the fact that uh, now with so much going on over there, they've sent off a uh, email to season ticket holders or those looking to be season ticket holders claiming that they're working on expanding the game day experience and even mentioned that they're not uh, certain as far as what venue they're going to be playing at. So given some of these things in the league, I mean, we definitely have to be grateful that we've got such a great club and at at least a uh, hard health park. So, you know, things could be worse, but I think this is, this has been great so far. I mean, compared to the last season, I mean, let's keep building on it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's kind of weird what they're going through over there, but 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's Phoenix, right? They've already moved a couple of times and changed names, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily for us, we're still we're still the Republic, and <laughs> hopefully that doesn't change because we we like our team name and everything else, right? The logo and whatnot. So, <laughs> of course, there so, is that. So, speaking of team names, you know, MLS is starting to make their rumblings again about you know expansion and you know having a. San Diego. I mean, I we so remember all those stories. And mm-hmm. San Diego landed. It looks like they've got a whale. Um, and then other things like OKC coming back to USL championship, you know, because they figured their poop out. So then you wonder, are they gonna try to grab Connor Donovan and uh you know uh um Villian Bijev back? You just don't know. You don't know what they're going to be doing, right? Yeah, who knows? But we'll gladly take Bijev next season. I'm just saying. I'm going to start the campaign oh, yeah. again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> um, but as far as the San Diego thing goes, I mean, I personally oppose that because I think that if they're deciding between San Diego and Las Vegas, Las Vegas makes the most sense. Not that, you know, a San Diego team wouldn't necessarily do good, but I feel like Southern California is already overloaded with professional sports that if you add one more, I don't know if it's going to do any better. I just, I, I think Las Vegas is a spot. And if it's us against Las Vegas, Sacramento, I think Las Vegas is the one that would end up making more business sense. Right. And so I think it'll probably be there. Hopefully it's not in San Diego. Again, nothing against them because I actually wanted to travel there too and all that, but I think Las Vegas is the place that deserves a team. And that would be really fun, right? Imagine going to a, a game right. over there. and so, Yeah, but so. let's let's take it back a second. If you look at population density, no. If you look at population density, Southern California, yes. I mean, population density alone. California has over 40 million people living here. And the 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 coastal areas on the other side of our continent, they've got massive numbers of teams like located geographically close to each other. They've got the teams in Florida, the South Carolina, the North Carolina, they've got um, DC, they've got teams in New York, New Jersey, you know, it's like Chicago. They've, they've spatially, they've got a lot of teams where the population centers exist. And in California, Aside from, you know, just Portland, Washington, and we're talking MLS here, Mm -hmm. and San Jose, you just have two down in Southern California, which is dense. So I would almost vote, yeah, San Diego, and let Las Vegas continue playing in the USL (laughs) championship level because they have the Raiders. What more do they need population density wise? Think about it that way. That and also San Diego just unveiled Snapdragon Stadium earlier this this season, so they've already got a venue if they if they were to work with that. I mean, they basically tore down the old uh, Qualcomm slash SDCCU Stadium and then built uh, diagonally across from there. So I would say San Diego is going to be more more of a, a better fit. Las Vegas, they it's not going to be a guarantee they're even going to be playing at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, because I, I know more than likely that's just going to be Raiders and maybe concerts or shows and that's it. I seriously doubt they're going to have uh, Allegiant Stadium for soccer. They may end up being 
you know, may, maybe build a stadium in Summerlin, you know, somewhere in the suburban uh, Las Vegas area. But I know we, I know, you know, we all know that MLS prefers downtown uh, soccer specific stadiums and Allegiant is not soccer specific. I mean, it's more U S football and multi-purpose. So that's going to throw Las Vegas out, out the window more, more or less. So I, I was thinking that because, uh, well, you know, Atlanta, playing in Mercedes-Benz as well, right? Which is also NFL. I felt like they could probably do something like that kind of there as well. And I think it would be more more so like a spot where you would have more tourists going to games, right? Because, I mean, you're, you're there in Vegas, right? And like you said, population-wise, of course, there's a lot more over here. But it'd be more as a destination to not only go watch a game, but also, you know, enjoy the rest of the entertainment there. It's kind of how I... That, that's why I think it makes more business sense for them to do it like that. But, yeah, we'll see what happens, too. I mean, yeah, they, they say that the, apparently it was an Egyptian billionaire who is trying to upfront the money to get an expansion, which I, I wish the guy would just come to Sacramento. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just come over here? Like, just look more up north. You know, I know it's, we, we're not the entertainment center of California, but, you know, look. More over here, there's a lot more business sense, I feel like, over here with us because we don't really have anything else. I mean, we have the Kings, of course, right? But it's like there is no other professional anything. Hey, we have farm to fork. What are you talking about, young man? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking sports-wise. Yeah. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Farm to fork is no sport. Although some of the chefs around here probably, you know, think of it as as that. You know, they're they're feeding us. That's true. I mean, cooking is a sport, too. Here we go. We're going to talk about food now. Oh, my God. <laughs> food and wine. Well, I started the conversation a little oh, bit about true. going to brunch and the winery and how the food was incredible. But, yeah. All right. So, game's behind us. Season is behind us. We appreciate everything so far, you know, that has been brought to us. We've had an intense emotional journey right alongside the team, as we should. and now. Is it time to talk about where you want to eat, Luis, <laughs> because you won? I have to think about that. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure out a date, maybe like in December. And yeah, I, I need to think about where where that dinner happens at. And Can we just send you money and you just go? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more if you, you two were there too. Um, well, also if Jared, even if it doesn't happen this year, we have to postpone it. We'll postpone it because I want Jared to also be there as well. But oh, we just fly to yeah. Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah could, there's there's that too. <laughs> could do that. I mean, at least that way it'd be a little bit warmer uh, than uh, Central Valley at that time. That's true. Yeah, we can get a break from the extreme cold weather that we'll probably have here shortly. Not not too far from today. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go ahead and go through the results too, right? Because I mean, you you probably already figured that out, but let's let's put some dramatic you know tone to this right because no one knows the score i haven't given it out yet <laughs> so this game we mentioned it before there was seven point potential there was a lot of points up for grabs and sharon and i ended up getting four points jared got three points so we all got quite quite a bit points in this one and so sharon got yes to extra time she got roto scoring first Sacramento gained the first yellow card and no to PKs. Jared got no to PKs. Sacramento gained the first yellow and Colorado gained the higher possession. 
And then I got Roto scoring first, no PKs, Saka in the first yellow card, and Colorado getting higher possession there. And so the final tally, I got 27 points, Sharon got 25, and Jared got 19. Jeez, I didn't even break the 20 mark. Oy. So it was close. And I mean, it really went down to this last game because Shatteron could have tied me had she gone with Colorado getting a higher possession and with actually uh, getting sacked to score the first goal. She would have guessed that. It could have been a tie. So, yeah. 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 That, was a, that was an interesting one. It was so. close. He was shaking in his boots. <laughs> <laughs> I was when when I was telling them, I had no idea. I mean, at, when the game ended, I didn't right away look at it. I, I just need to say that. I literally just looked at it today as I was like looking and to give the final standings. And I, I was circling a lot of points for you. So I was like, oh, this is going to be for a second. I thought we we were tied. I was convinced we were tied. But then uh, as I was going through, I was like, OK, no, that's true. We We guessed similar results and i have to point something out sharon because if you remember in the last pod when me and you guessed roro i was thinking of switching my roro first goal scorer and then you were like no you can't switch it anymore that's that had you let me switch it we could have had a whole different point scenario that's true huh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well hey it's kind of like cheating on a test. It's like, oh, so-and-so had that. Nah, no. No, I'm kidding. No, you know, we'll have to figure out how we're going to do that, you know, for the upcoming season. You know, see what the categories look like. And Connor said, yeah, make it so you can take away points. Oh, I said Connor Sutton's name. Okay. And Connor was all like, you know, make it so you can minus points. It's like, mm. yeah, I didn't want to end up being that getting minus points. But that's an interesting concept, Connor. You know, something that I'm thinking about for next season is that we can open it up to more people. Yeah. So it could be, you know, get more people. And I mean, we, they could just let us know before and then we'll mention it here. Not that they have to be actually here unless they want to send us a recording with their predictions. We could probably do that since we have. Yeah, the, but, but then they're going to want to do it. They have to do it every single time. Otherwise, if they don't like they don't get their predictions into us, then it counts as a big old goose egg, which, hey fine with me <laughs> yeah we could say that they're like hey you don't get them in by a certain time right then you yeah, i guess you're trying to not get any points for one week right. yeah <laughs> so yeah so we could um take a look at that and see if we could expand the contest so that way you know it, it becomes a little bit more interesting right when you have five six seven people maybe ten <laughs> We, we do it for fun. We know that, you know, it's a dinner is great and all, but at the end of the day, it's a little friendly competition and bragging rights, right? And I get to take the trophy, the first ever podcast winner dinner trophy, so. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what that looks like. <laughs> I'm looking around my office. Uh, no, and I'm not giving up my tape dispenser, but that would be an <laughs> ideal podcast winner dinner trophy is that damn tape dispenser. Oh, that's true. Well, that, that's a nice one, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll think of it. something. Yeah. I'll find it online on Amazon and maybe we can uh, have names. You know, we can write our little names at the winning the year 2022. We... That would be good. And then, you know, after the end of the season, or I mean, after like the next one, if I don't win, I have to give up the trophy to someone else. It's like a, like yeah, the World Cup rotating. trophy. 
<laughs> it's like the 90 we had the 99 whatever with the uh, fresno oh yeah fresno and still here we had i don't even know if anybody found the trophy but there was one <laughs> trust me i've seen it oh i wonder where it's at now i think good question we, nobody could find it for a while they even asked me i forget <laughs> when uh i think it was last season or before fresno wasn't fresno i was asked do you know where the trophy went and it's like, no and I don't have it, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, is it maybe in the Central Valley Fuego offices? I wonder, <laughs> or, or at Monterey, because right, technically Fresno FC became Monterey. So, hmm, who knows? Could it be? Out? <laughs> we'll never know unless it, someone winds up finding it at like a Goodwill, and then we're like, oh look, that's where it was at. <laughs> someone donated it, and someone found it. <laughs> So keep an eye out for it, everyone. If you're out thrift shopping, if you find it, let us know. <laughs> yep. They should revive that cup, by the way. Now that Fuego's back, maybe play a uh, friendly game in the preseason and have that, you know, have the cup be up for grabs. Anyhow. All right. Congratulations. Well, yeah. Thank you. And you guys did really great as well. I'm glad that I mean, we all got points. It wasn't like someone just got five points. So Jared, I know. You know, you didn't make it quite to the 20s, but you weren't that far off. I mean, you were less than 10 points away from from first place. And I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of uh, choosing either the uh, the one chip challenge or that uh, Diablo meal that they have at Arby's uh, to, uh, you know, not quite celebrate, but basically honor the end of the contest. So I'll have to figure that one out. I mean, granted, there's Arby's next door in Goodyear. But then again, also the one chip challenge, I pass by that place every day after work. So it's really just going to be a decision. I'm okay with the Arby's one. If Sharon's okay, then I think we could probably establish that. Yeah. But we also have to find out if um, um, Connor Sutton is going to make good on his part. So we didn't, we weren't having this hot whatever (laughs) challenge until Connor stepped in and said, by the way, Whoever loses, you know, he was the one who kind of came up with that. So you're safe right now. However, Luis still needs to figure out where he wants to eat. So that's the that's the first step. And then Connor will step in and decide how he wants to handle you, Jared. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, that'll be that'll be interesting. Next season for podcast winner dinner, we're gonna have something also for, for last place. There will be something. So everyone who participates in that, so everyone listening, if we invite you to participate, keep in mind there is a last place thing. So Jared, you won't be alone. There will be another last place person next year, and they'll have to take a challenge. We'll have to figure out what what that is too. But <laughs> we got <laughs> we fun. got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of time, so just so everyone knows, uh, you know, sure our season might be over, but. State of the Republic is still going to be recording shows, doing live shows and whatnot. That just means that it's our time to do more interviews and we really enjoy doing them. We actually really miss doing them as well. So um, we're really excited for that too. So it's our season to start planning those and getting those scheduled and whatnot. So keep an eye out on the pod because we are still going to be recording pods. Uh, We're going to try and do every week still and, and have some guests and, you know, all ranging from, former soccer public players to current ones and people in the soccer community around the area and, you know, so forth as well. So all should be good. Also with the world cup starting literally in less than 
a month, right? I mean, November 20th is start date. I think it's just, what, like three weeks from now. We're going to be doing some specials for that too. So we're going to be following the U.S. and Mexico closely as well. So we'll be incorporating them onto pods as well because we know everyone's going to be hyped up for that. And as y'all should be because we've never had a World Cup around this time. And it sure feels like a pretty good time, I think, for a World Cup here, especially after um, our season ending yesterday too. So be on the lookout. We're going to be sharing more details on those as well as on the live shows that we'll be doing. Potentially a Republic Jeopardy number three with Elliot Horde returning as our uh, current champion and that. So keep an eye out for that. All right, Sharon, Jared, final parting words before we say goodnight. Heavy sigh. Jared, I don't know how to close this one out. I don't know what a parting word would sound like, except for if you have ideas for you know, continuing on, you know, with, with different topics, like Luis was just talking about for, for the podcast going forward and, you know, people that you would like to have interviewed by us, then yeah, get it in. But oh my goodness, this is, this is sad. I don't, I don't want to say goodbye, you know, for the season, but goodbye. God bless. Hope everybody has a wonderful off season. And thank you so much to Sacramento Republic, go Republic. Well, you know what? I wouldn't really say it so much as goodbye as more more like uh, I'm going to take me a nap. I'll see y'all in March yeah, kind of deal. <laughs> Hibernation. <laughs> oh. exactly, exactly. But, you know, there's always going to be things that develop during the off season. I mean, off season is not a quiet time like everyone thinks it is. There's always going to be transactions, uh, new stuff going on with the league. And we'll just keep tuned to it as best as we can. It's. I know it's going to suck. We should be going on for a couple more weeks, but you know, thing, things happen. You know, we, last year we ended in like what mid October or so. So we should, we should definitely be happy that we're back. That we were back in the playoffs this year. That we pushed it as far as we could. We probably played more games than some MLS uh, clubs have. So, <laughs> oh yes. So really, this this is not a sad this is not a sad time. I mean, this is a time to reflect on all the fun that we've had this year. I mean, all, all the pluses, all the minuses. Oh my God. And it's a counseling really, session. This is such a good counseling <laughs> session. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, re- really this, there's nothing to hang our heads over this year. Yeah. It sucked me being in, or- in Orlando with the loss, but you know what? I mean, aside from that, Orlando was still a blast. I mean, going out to New Jersey, going out to Monterey, all, all these matches we, we've been to this year, I mean, I would totally do it again. And next year, we've got the chance. We may even have a chance to go back to Oklahoma City again. We'll, we'll see. And I'll definitely be having a few few of those uh, pizzas from uh, from Casey's and uh, Brahms Ice Cream, which, by the way, I, I did turn a couple of the uh, California Storm fans on to while they were out there winning the national championship. So definitely get some Brahms Ice Cream next time you're out in Oklahoma. But I'm looking forward to next year. I mean, I, I can't wait. I'm already waiting. I'm already waiting for the news tomorrow, which I know is not going to happen, but still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that is so funny. You are so right. Good counseling session. Way to do that one, Jared. And Luis, you're always like, hey, we've still got other things going on. I'm just still sad that we our season is over. But you're right. We went deeper into the season this year, and it was great. Uh, I don't want to say goodbye to you guys, though, right now, but I do. I, you know, I have a cat. I got to go play. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's just for now, too. So we'll, we'll continue on as well. But thank you, Jared, for those uh, final parting words there. 
it was like Sharon said, you know, pretty good to, you know, just hear that and not just us, but everyone listening right now to just reflect on that and, you know, try to appreciate the good things that happened this season and, you know, not, not let yesterday get to you as much, but yeah, it's true. We're out. But like I said, at the beginning of the show, this was one for the history books and we had a blast sharing Jared, all the trips that we had. It was quite amazing taking the trip out to Orlando and going to the other away games that we went to Jared coming down to Sacramento a couple of times, celebrating his birthday with the win. I mean, there, there's just a lot of great memories. And as we always like to say, I mean, we go and watch Sac Republic, but we're more than just watching a team. We're going to see our friends, right? To be in a community that you know, embraces everyone and that is always supportive of everyone. And I think, you know, we're really happy the fact that we've grown not only as a podcast, but we've grown our friendships thanks to the podcast as well, right? And that's nothing that would have happened if, had we not had the podcast. And we look forward to next season, right? Anyone who we haven't met yet that listens to the show, please, you know, reach out to us. You know, we're, we're more than happy to meet you as well and um, include you in our friend groups and, you know, introduce you to other friends and grow your uh, fan base uh, friendships. And so, you know, that's what we're here for. And, you know, we're really glad that we've created a really nice community through this podcast. I oh. just hit buy this item. I just bought the tape dispenser that's going to be the trophy. I just uh, bought it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's going to happen. There you go. Uh-huh. First edition is right there. And I'll be really happy to have it for a year. <laughs> Hopefully two years is my goal, of course, because I want to be, uh, you know, back-to-back champion. But we're going to have more people, so it'll be more interesting. And I'll be... 100% okay if I have to pass it on someone else. So, in fact, I actually want to pass it on someone else. So, we create that tradition there. So, well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us tonight. And you'll hear us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Luis, for the season ending, cue the music. You know, that that, that other, other people don't see. <laughs> oh, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know if you can see the video of my cat. He won't leave me alone because he knows that I have food for him up here. <laughs> and he, he just grabbed it and pulled it forward. Sorry. Okay, Jared, <laughs> what'd you, what you...